0: you from the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town. This week, Nathaniel Rateliff joins us to talk with Nick and perform songs from his new musical project. Plus, we'll hear about a major effort to speed up solutions to climate change, the Earthshot Prize. I'm Helen Forster, and right now, here's our host, Nick Forster, to tell you more about it.
1: Thanks, Helen. Welcome, everybody, to E-Town. We are adapting from the live stage to this other thing. In fact, in this case, we're still on the stage at E-Town Hall because we've got Nathaniel Rateliff and his string quartet here in person. But um, this is an odd time. No live audience, no applause, but we're still gonna bring you some great music, some great conversation. And uh, we're really happy that we could start off welcoming back our friend, great musician and songwriter, Nathaniel Rateliff. He's been coming to E-Town for more than 10 years and um, he can do it all. He can play. The coffee houses, and he can play stadiums opening for the Rolling Stones with his band, the Night Sweats. He's kind of changed gears for us today. He's got a new solo record, and it's called "And It's Still All Right." So, Nathaniel, thanks so much for doing these exclusive uh, performances for us right here at E Town Hall. Um,
2: what's What's the first song uh, tonight? Number two is the first one. Tell us about the song tonight. Number two. This one, you know, I, I hate to ruin it for anybody, but. Uh, but this song, I was just like, some of it's just kind of lighthearted and tongue in cheek, and, and just sort of that the discovery of like a song coming out of you, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's a little li- more lighthearted. Like, one of the lines in there is If the world goes strange, its dying flames will light the end of the last morning. And so that doesn't seem that funny or tongue-in-cheek nowadays, considering everything we're going through. So. Exactly. So I was like, oh, no. I, wish, I thought, yeah. wow,
1: what a clever thing. He's, he wrote this song long before
2: this happened. Yeah, I fits. should write like more happy stuff yeah. so that like, that happens next exactly. time. So.
1: Well, here we go. We're, we're going to listen to tonight, number two.
3: tonight you're one of man team to the ground coolies pose flash burst audience froze fix air gears here a hip-sy dance Yeah, the name are yeah, crazy I am in and away Close. The greeting failed could curtain's too close You see the fastest one wins But who cares and you're going slow Yeah, tonight I lost tonight and
4: lazy,
3: we are it Could take time to learn language, but not make a sound. in the last morning. If the world goes strange as Dan fleens, your lady in This next song is an older song of mine uh, called Oil and Lavender. Being outside your wisdom And stretching the truth I was the oil and lavender But never for you You had to toil and sit in the sun browned your skin And they burned on the alabaster to the ash choked the wind He said it's the longest light That ever is shown see, it's the
4: longest
3: line That nobody knows You see, it's the longest line And I still taste the smoke Now only a grateful remember sleep in the stone With all of your grace and thunder The roll and the boom I was a cloak and dagger It snuck into you We am with one left finger Just pointing it out There would be the longest night To be in the bone There would be the longest night Leave here alone. It would be when the longest is I think you'd be one closer to me.
1: such a beautiful sound, the strings, the nylon string guitar, that song. Nathaniel Ratliff, welcome back. It's good to be back. It's really good to see you. Same. Good to hear you too. Hey, I'm trying to think it must have been seven or eight
2: years ago was the last time you were on the show. It's been a bit of time. It's been yeah. a while.
1: Yeah. And uh, a lot has happened in that time.
2: Yeah, more than I think any of us thought would happen. Personally, for me, a lot has changed, and then the world has changed a lot since then yeah. too, so...
1: Speaking to the world change, you just quick check in, COVID, everything's okay with your friends, family, and band, and so on?
2: Yeah, um, everybody in my family, and everybody's yeah. been well. Um, I might have been sick when we first ended our, yeah. our tour, but been tested and don't have the antibody, so who knows right. about that stuff. Really. I know
1: a good friend of yours,
2: John Prine. John was a succumbed. big loss. Yeah, so. no kidding. Fiona, his wife, was sick. Yeah. for a, a pretty long stint there as well, but she has recovered with the exception of a broken heart. So Yeah, yeah. like, oh, man, it's hard to fathom. Um,
1: among the things that happened since we've seen each other is you got a divorce. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> and you wrote a really good divorce record. Thank yeah. you.
2: That second Night Sweat's record was looking like it was going to be a divorce record, and I was like, this really can't be the follow-up to the first record, so... <laughs> I just kind of set the songs aside, and I think there was a lot of just things I wanted to do that I didn't feel were, like, appropriate stylistically for the Night Sweats. And
1: Let me just um, remind our listeners and viewers that the Night Sweats, it was kind of a side project for you. Right. Around the time we probably last saw each other, it was started percolating, getting a bigger following in Denver, and it just exploded. It just turned into a huge thing with good reason. Thanks, man. I mean, I have to tell you, I saw your show last year at Red Rocks, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, and it was a spectacular show, and you commanded the stage in a such a great way. <laughs> um, there's not a lot of people who get to see both things, the sort of singer-songwriter listening rooms, and then play in front of you know, 50, 60,000 people right. in a big stadium opening for the Rolling Stones. That, that must have also been just sort of a surreal, Kind of an experience.
2: Uh, yeah, were they nice to you? They were. We got to meet them and yeah. chat with them. And Charlie came back and talked to me and Pat about drums. And I was like, "Well, what's that kit you're playing out there?" He's like, "It's my Gretz. I've played it for like 50 years." I was like, "God, dang it!" You know, I'm like, "Oh, why didn't I <laughs> know that?" You know. And uh, they were all super nice. And you know, it's interesting to see a band like that because you know, when you're touring all the time, it is definitely like there's a rhythm to your day. And, you you know, even, like, them saying hi to us was, like, a portion of the day of, like, getting, you know. But then, like, I knew that, like, Mick had got there, like, hours and hours earlier to, like, he, like, works out every day, like, on site. And it's just, and to see the energy they have, and, you know, it's something to definitely work towards, like, you know, your health and mental wellness. And, you know, especially from a band who is, like, historically the bad boys of rock and roll at certain times, you know, so. Right. I'm Nick
1: Forster. You're listening to E-Town. My guest is Nathaniel Ratliff. Have you done anything in the sort of COVID world that's like, is there anything you've discovered musically, like anything you would recommend that people listen to oh. that you come across in your time? You've had more time at home than you've had probably in years.
2: Yeah. You know, I found a couple of compilations that I really like. And sometimes compilations are a good way to like, Buy a vinyl record and go through it and then find an artist that you're really interested in. I can't remember who put it out, but there's one called New Orleans Funk. And there's, like, multiple in the series. And there's so much good music. Yeah. Um, and then Mississippi Records put out a compilation called The History of Soul, which is, like, five records. And I think they're a little tough to find, but, man, they're it's really It's called good. Mississippi
1: Records? yeah.
2: And, and then uh, the of Dorothy song. Ashby, actually, the jazz harpist, did you ever get into that? No, <laughs> yeah. Dorothy Ashby. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like that too. But
1: yeah. Okay, cool. Those are good tips. You know, you're a guy who recognizes that music can have an impact. And you have had success um, recently in the last few years. I know you know what it's like to be broke. And I know you now know what it's like to not be broke. Right. It creates some empathy and ability to relate. One of the things you've done recently is you started a foundation, the Marigold Foundation. You know, as I guess, is just a way to to give back. Why don't you tell us about how that started?
2: At first, it was just like, you know, as simple as like seeing things we wanted to change in our community or even back home where we grew up in Missouri. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see struggle in urban communities and you can also see struggle in rural America with no opportunity or education, clean water. Um gun advocacy to Mm. like to try to create laws to protect people and so We kind of try to cover all the bases.
1: Yeah, those aren't all um, Often in the same bucket by the way. No a lot of times people will focus on urban issues or rural issues or clean water or education Guns are sort of like a trickier one when you're talking about advocating for gun legislation Right, and And that
2: that was scary in farm country, too. Yeah, Yeah. um I try to approach it with Advocating for change in gun regulation—that I grew up hunting and I'm a gun owner—and so try to approach it from that aspect, from the idea of being a person from rural parts of the country where, like, we wouldn't have eaten if we didn't have guns when I was a kid. You know, you know, I I question the need for civilians to have uh, fully automatic weapons. I don't think that's necessary. But it's a conversation, and I think that's our main goal as Marigold project is we see a problem and instead of coming in with a solution, how do we talk about this to create change? Mm-hmm. how do we talk about the people this is actually affecting let's get kids together from all these shootings and students and parents that have lived through these shootings and let's see what they have to say and, and what like what do they want to see change right how can we make sure that schools are safe so that there's not these active shooter drills right. and kids can actually just focus on learning yeah. and it just continues to grow with the things that need to be done you know yeah. like uh, western water conservation is a big deal we've worked with denver black lives matter and i know
1: you <laughs> supported an organization that we featured on etown too called project worth more yeah which is an awesome organization yeah really helping with immigrants and finding their solid ground as
2: they come over and yeah it's a scary time there's a lot of unhoused people. And so it's like, and you see that in our communities. And yeah. like, how do we continue to change that, you know?
1: Well, again, I think what's so interesting is your background, whether it's just you know growing up in a rural part of the country, or as a gun owner, or in a religious family, or being poor, or being a truck driver, or being all the, right. all the various labor gigs you've had, and then also being able to get on stage and entertain a crowd of thousands. It gives you credibility across all these fronts. And in some ways, we're in this funny era where musicians have as much credibility and in some cases as much influence as our
2: elected officials. Right.
1: And so there is that
2: sense that you can
1: really change things.
2: Yeah. You know, it's hard because sometimes I want to pat myself on the back, but I was like, I'm not doing it to make myself feel better. I'm doing it because change is something that needs to happen, you know.
1: Now, that's what we've been up to here at E-Town for a long, long time, too, just yeah. highlighting stories of people trying to make things better all over the place. So, And uh, and it's
2: that sense of building community, which is what you guys do here, that brings people together and brings more understanding. And the more we understand each other, the less fear and hatred we have towards each other. And I think with the divide that we have in the country, it's imperative that we start to understand each other better, you know, even and, and just be able to accept different opinions, but, you know.
1: Yeah, it's really like our, our country depends on our ability to be able to do that. Not easy to do. Right. In case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town. I'm here with Nathaniel Rateliff. So you've had strings in your band before. Mm-hmm. It works really well with the acoustic
2: guitar. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, originally this record we were going to make with Richard Swift, who was our right. producer, who sorry. passed away. I'm sorry about that. That's loss. all right. Um, so he passed away July 3rd 2 years ago this record is sort of a departure from something i was doing it was being successful so it was a little <laughs> dangerous um but it was what i wanted to do artistically and yeah. it felt important to me so so the strings were just kind of an addition to something that would uh, yeah. a lot of records we really loved so
1: and it's cool to have a divorce record and to have a record that touches on some on love and loss and loneliness and then have it be called, and it's still all right.
2: Well, and you know, like I said, as I started to put songs together, and the original idea of doing it with Richard, you know, there was some songs, like, that dealt a lot with divorce, and then a lot of songs that really dealt with Richard's passing, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just the realization of trying to understand that we all have this sort of similar, I guess, undescribable brokenness, and That sometimes is a part of the human experience, and we're unable to share that with people around us. And sometimes that becomes, you know, a burden that is too much for people and it causes us to slip, you know. And so I wanted people to recognize that feeling and to let people know that, you know, like if Richard was still here, like we shared so much of these same feelings and we were going through so much of the same things. And I just want him to know that he wasn't alone, you know, and that like that all of us like we're not alone We all feel that way and it's important to be vulnerable enough to tell people that we feel that way So it does not become this burden that is, you know, too much for us to carry
1: Yeah, I think we all have found ourselves in the lyrics of songs that are About the kind of pain we're experiencing and it's a great comfort, right? Um, what's the next
2: song? This one's called All or Nothing.
1: There's some pretty angry lines in here.
2: Yeah, this is kind of more, yeah. I guess, divorce one. Yeah, so. this is a divorce one.
1: <laughs> Let me see what my favorite line is, if I have it. Well, the one that stuck out to me on this one, <laughs> that I felt like was just such a classic
2: put-down. I went back from you all the hours that I, cower. that I cowered while you corrected everything I'd say. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, have you ever been through a divorce or a very long relationship, you know, and you find yourself like, why am I just taking this from you all the time? You know, and it's like, I'm not wrong either. I just hate arguing, you know? All
1: right. Here it is, All or Nothing.
3: I'll come back to you in strong will tower to devour your name since you mean but since you don't you have think you're clever well it's ever you just Fill the air with words you know Why oh, I got all this And nothing to I'd carry you anywhere You want me to go You think I know this But I, I never do Sometimes you're just too tired to make it
4: on <音楽><音楽>
3: Too much time slipped no Is that thunder or the sense that someone calls your name? One one back from you all the hours Did the coward while you corrected everything I'd say? I carry you anywhere you want me to go You think I know these but I I never do Sometimes you're just too tired to make it
4: on
1: A beautiful sound. That's Nathaniel Ratliff playing songs from his new record. He brought a string quartet to the E-Town stage. Adrian Short and Chris Giselle on violins. Rachel Slyker on viola. And Joy Adams on cello. <laughs> oh, we're going to be back with more music from Nathaniel and we're going to listen to what he's listening to. Plus we'll learn about Prince William's Earthshot Prize to save planet Earth. That's coming up after this short break.
0: Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as the charter sponsor of Change the Course, a program created by National Geographic to help conserve and restore fresh water to the planet. More about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. And... By our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. You're listening to E-Town.
1: Nick Forster, you're listening to E Town. My guest is Nathaniel Ratliff, whose latest album is called And It's Still All Right. We're going to hear more from Nathaniel a little later on in the show. But first, my next guest has been working with Prince William and a few other world leaders to set up a prestigious new prize that they think is going to spur faster innovation to solve the biggest challenges facing our planet. It's called the Earthshot Prize. And Colin Butfield is with the World Wildlife Fund's UK office, where he serves as executive producer of the Our Planet project, which just released a film on Netflix with Sir David Attenborough, actually chronicling Sir David's life as an explorer and naturalist. And much of it, of course, was captured on film. The movie is called A Life on Our Planet. Colin, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're going to get to the Earthshot Prize in just a little while. But before we do... I want to talk a little bit about the film that just came out with Sir David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet. You were the executive producer. It was very beautifully shot. I mean, amazing images and, of course, an incredibly sort of sad confirmation of the state of the planet, even in the lifetime of Sir David Attenborough.
5: Well, I think that lifetime bit was was crucial to it. I mean, obviously, he's got a great story to tell, but equally important was the fact that in his lifetime, the 94 years he's been on this planet, has seen the greatest change since human civilization started approximately eight, 10,000 years ago. And the scale of change that he's seen helps, I think a lot of us to visualize just how fast it's happened. I think when you're talking about massive global shifts, it can often get a bit dizzying and the stats, it's hard to picture. When you start to look at that change within a single human being's lifetime, it becomes quite visceral you, you get to really understand and particularly we're obviously fortunate that david's lifetime he's uh he's recorded a lot of it on, on camera so you actually get to see what's happened in different places so yeah you, you we're seeing sort of two things happening simultaneously really which is the speed that climate change has now happened is really kicking in and you're starting to see a lot more natural disasters but at the same time the amount of nature that we've lost has eaten into our resilience our ability to handle it right um what we're also fortunately beginning to see is a real upswelling in attention that's being placed on this yeah. and some of the fast tracking of the solutions so which does give you some cause of hope which obviously in the latter sort of third of the film we wanted to really get across i think david remains a very hopeful person i think all of us involved in the film are optimistic that humans have the ingenuity to tackle these challenges um it's a case of the will, really and the, and the global focus
1: yeah and leadership
5: Absolutely. Critically, le- leadership, for sure. Um, yeah. Particularly because, and I guess one of the things we're seeing with COVID, of course, is that um, we now face global challenges. There's not so much, I mean, obviously, that we all have regional and local ones, but these big things are global. And they only work if we address them at a global scale. And that takes political leadership, business leadership, and community leadership.
1: Yeah. Which leads us to our next subject, which is the project that you're working on right now, the Earthshot Prize. Tell us about that.
5: Uh, So the Earthshot Prize was uh, first thought of by Prince William, and it was built off the idea of President Kennedy's moonshot. As you guys will, I'm sure know, the idea that when they literally just launched one single satellite into space, well, by a decade, could we put a man on the moon? And as we enter this crucial decade between 2020 and 2030, where we've got to do these extraordinary massive tasks to, to, to restore our planet, we took the same idea of what could we do within a decade? What would be the way of looking at, can we clean our air within a decade? Can we fix the climate within a decade? Can we restore the oceans within a decade? And these challenges that are for sure stretch challenges, but not impossible, not, not beyond the ability that we have. And crucially, to reward the people, communities, businesses, towns, scientists out there, that are having the great ideas, and maybe haven't had a chance yet to accelerate them and make them as big as they could get. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the Earthshot prize, every year for 10 years, we're gonna award five prizes, uh, for one in each of the categories of Earthshots, and those, the people or communities or businesses that win those will win, as well as winning the million pounds of incentive to help accelerate it, will be given a lot of access to people and organizations and media that can help grow those ideas. So yeah. in the end of a decade, we hope to have found 50 amazing ideas amazing things that are already starting and made them much much bigger right what are the five categories as the five categories are to fix our climate clean our air to restore our oceans to build a waste-free world and to uh, restore and protect nature yeah
1: and you know I, when i think about president kennedy's speech because he was going to spend eight nine billion dollars yeah. and he made that commitment as the leader of the United States to dedicate those resources on behalf of putting a man on the moon. Obviously, um, in today's dollars, the kind of challenges you're talking about addressing will take trillions of dollars to do well. Absolutely. But your hope with the Earthshot Prize is that you can shine a light on those best ideas and best practices and and stimulate um, ingenuity and entrepreneurial energy on behalf of those causes?
5: Exactly right. So the idea is with this, it's a real accelerator to the greatest ideas or to things that are already in practice, but at a small scale to help them ramp up faster. So I think probably all of our philosophy is if we had 30 years to do this, we'd probably get there. The fact is we've got 10. Right. So this is about speeding up the smart things we already know we need to do to get them happening at a speed that is much, much faster. And so the hope is that Clearly, 50 million over 10 years is a big sum of money, but it's not the epic sum of money that tackling these challenges globally alone would take. But if it can accelerate and drive through the best of the ideas and make them happen much, much faster, uh, it can yield an extraordinary amount of change in that time.
1: Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the obstacles, Colin. Um, As I understand it, governments around the world spend about five trillion dollars in support of the fossil fuel industries, sort of protecting that enterprise. And I would imagine that's an obstacle you have to at least address.
5: Yeah, we've absolutely got to address fossil fuel subsidies. I mean, the idea that um, we've now got to the point where renewable energy, clean energy, is cheaper in many parts of the world than fossil fuel is now. Clearly, there's also the climate imperative to do so. Um, So the idea that many governments are actually subsidizing new fossil fuel development makes no sense going forward. Equally, pension funds and things investing in fossil fuel um, exploration when it's going to damage the very thing you're saving for. So if you can get to the point where you can flip a lot of that investment out of fossil fuels into clean energy, into clean energy development, nature restoration, those sort of things, you've got an immediate switch that can make a vast difference very quickly. And there was reticence to doing that in the past because it was believed that renewable energy wouldn't scale up quick enough. I think what we've seen in the last five years is it really can, and there's no reason now not to move away from those. So I think there's a real shift with citizens demanding that their governments no longer do that with their tax money.
1: So as I'm thinking about this and and wondering, Colin, how you would define success, obviously in 10 years, we'll have a much better sense of how effective this was. Mm. Um, But there has to be an enormous amount of Promotion and marketing and um, sort of lobbying in order to get the word out and to get these best practices adopted on a broader scale?
5: Uh, It's going to be a combination of things. So, having Prince William and the Prize Council members involved, who are well known figures around the world, has obviously helped getting attention and awareness about it. In fact, one of the ambitions we have is that each of the winners should be as famous in their country as uh, it should be the, the equivalent of a famous astronaut in their country or somebody that, that's done great things like that. So yeah. that the people that win and the communities that win become extremely well known. So the idea is that as people, more and more people hear about it, so we get great quality of entries and we hear about the best projects, but also as people start to win it, they have immediate access to experts and potential funders and media that will help tell the world about what they're doing and, and make it grow even larger. So winning the prize is very much the idea that it should be, you're lighting a touch paper, you're not. It's not an end of career award. It's, the, it's very much the beginning of it.
1: Did you say lighting a torch baby?
5: <laughs> I certainly hope I didn't. What did you say? I said touch paper.
1: <laughs>
5: that, that would have been a strange phrase. <laughs> that was
1: really an odd, I would think, boy, I don't know that little English colloquialism. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what, what did you say? I said lighting the touch paper.
1: Lighting the touch paper. So tell me what that is.
5: Oh, it's lighting the touch paper. I think you guys would call it lighting the fuse. It's when you, uh, it's fireworks night. Oh, okay. So you light the light gotcha. the bottom of the firework and uh, awesome. it sends <laughs> it off. <laughs>
1: all right. Well, that was interesting. Um, well, I, th- I think it's incredibly timely and a noble effort, literally and figuratively.
5: Um, tell me this. Is there anything we can do to help? Yeah. What would be fantastic is to all of your listeners, who are the people that you know? Who's got the great ideas? Who are the community leaders? What businesses in your community and locality and that you've heard of are doing these incredible things. Tell us about them. Uh, The Earthshot Prize website is very clear to follow how you can find out about how to nominate people. We won't know immediately who the best ideas are. Only everybody out there will know it. Um, We want to uncover the the hidden stories, not the ones that people already know about. And um, what is that website? Uh, It's earthshotprize.org. Do you have a theme song yet? No, we need one, actually. Actually, okay, I've got a second request for everybody. Who's got a great theme song for it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got to make a TV show about it, too, so we're going to need a song. Yeah. There's no two ways about it.
1: Yeah, you're going to definitely need a song. <laughs> okay, we'll, sp- we'll spread the word among our musician friends.
5: That would be great, Nick. Thank you.
1: Well, Colin, thanks so much for spending time with us here on ETAN, and um, good luck. It's really an impressive effort. It's absolutely timely. It's critical. I think it's um, an inspiring manifestation of Prince William's sort of happening on the connection between the moonshot and the, the, the challenge that we face now, which is, as you say, a stretch goal, but it has to happen.
5: Yeah, ab- absolutely. And and um, thank you for giving us the time, Nick. It's been great to, great to talk to you about it. That's
1: Colin Butfield talking about the Earthshot Prize, uh, an excellent project that was launched by Prince William thinking about President Kennedy's moonshot. And now while everybody's thinking about the crown it's great to think about this kind of positive effort that's coming from the british royal family on behalf of all of us thank you colin <music> you're listening to E Town. i'm nick forster we're going to hear more from nathaniel Ratliff later on in the show but right now i want to tell you about what's coming up you might remember that i asked nathaniel about what he's listening to while he's at home uh not on tour And while that's sort of like recommending a movie to a friend it doesn't always translate but for me his suggestion to check out the multi-volume set on new orleans funk uh, that came out on a british label called soul jazz records that was in fact a great suggestion and a great distraction from the weary ways of the world so i hope you can all explore this a little on your own but here's the basics new orleans of course is an incredibly rich musical city Um, The unique ingredients that landed there, the musical cultures from Africa and Cuba and South America, the Caribbean, European, Native American, all of those sounds, all of those elements showed up and created this amazing musical gumbo that is still evolving. But the early days of New Orleans funk, they tell a great story. Um, There are some familiar names here, the Meters, the Nevels, Alan Toussaint, Dr. John, Professor Longhair, And then there's lots of local stars like Eddie Bowe and Betty Harris, Lee Dorsey, the Gators, and more. And of course, funk is really about the rhythm or the polyrhythm that happens when um, all of those influences come together. It's a lot about the drummers uh, and the bass players. So I'm going to give you a little sample, a little taste, a few different things just to sort of wet your whistle so you can go out and explore on your own. So check out this cut by the Dixie Cups that really feels like it brings in some pretty traditional african-american rhythms uh, mardi gras indian rhythms two-way paki way Okay, that's a great place to start. Here, uh, moving on, this is something that's going to bring in some of the Afro Cuban uh, Latin flavor. This is the Dirty Dozen doing do it fluid. another amazing track such a cool feel all right speaking of polyrhythm uh, I invite you to just count to four and uh, try to tap your foot to this one here comes The Deacons many different ways to play any song. Here's a very funky version of Tim Harden's song, If I Were a Carpenter, sung by Eldridge Holmes.
4: But take go my trip. Would you still find carrying a butt I made? Following me See my love through loneliness. See my love
1: for And lastly, because this collection goes deep and it's uniquely American music that deserves our full attention. I really hope you'll find time and, and dive in, but I have to mention one name first, and that's Alan Toussaint, or Alan Toussaint. Um, my In my experience, people in New Orleans call him Alan Toussaint, but most, most people believe his name should be pronounced Toussaint. Anyway, he was at the center of all of this music, who almost single-handedly willed a lot of this music into being. He wrote the songs, he produced the songs, he had studios, he put the records out, he helped find distribution, he played on the sessions himself, And he was hugely successful in a town that unlike New York or Los Angeles or Nashville or Detroit or Memphis, New Orleans didn't have any major record labels. So instead, there were lots of small independent labels creating amazing local stars. Most of them never really found a national audience. But Alan Toussaint was just a powerhouse in making so much of this stuff happen. Here's a song of his that's in fact kind of like an anthem for now. It's called We The People.
5: Who are the people? We are the people. And who are the people?
4: All the people.
1: who synced We the People. Once again, the collection is called New Orleans Funk. Multiple volumes out on Soul Jazz Records. You can find at least some of them on Amazon uh, or on Spotify, or better yet, at your local record store. Thanks to Zach for bringing in his vinyl today. I'm Nick
0: Forster. You're listening to E-Town. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the bohemian qualities of creativity and Imagination, on the web at bohemianfoundation.org. If you've tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town Podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. It's available for free in Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast directories. You're listening to (laughs) E-Town.
1: I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E Town. Want to say hello to folks who are listening on stations like KBCO in Denver and Boulder, Colorado, on WYEP ninety-one point three FM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and on KUMD in Duluth, Minnesota. Thanks for listening. So this has been a fun ramble this week. Nathaniel Ratliff and his string quartet an exploration of New Orleans funk, a conversation with Colin Butfield about the Earthshot Prize. And we are right now going to go back to the stage at Etown town Hall and hear some more music from Nathaniel Rateliff. This time, he's going to play another song from his latest record, which is called And It's Still Alright. Here comes the title track.
3: Ain't alright, the hardness of my head. Now close your eyes, spin around, see hard times that you could find it ain't the way that you want. But it's still alright. Late at night, you would lay around wondering Counting all the lines, it ain't so funny now Say, times are hard, you get this far But it ain't the way you want I'll be damned if this old man Don't start to counting his losses But it's still alright. See so you learn a lot out there for how to scorch and burn. You're gonna have to bury your friends, and then you'll find it gets worse. You're standing out on a ledge, with no way to get down. You start praying for wings to grow. Baby, just did go And out to the head when It was cold outside when I hit the ground Say I could sleep here forget all the fear, baby it would take time to grow Maybe I don't know when I hate a night Think about it. Remembering all the times you pointing out, say, glass is clear, but all this fear uh, starts uh, leaving a mark. Idle hands, all that stands uh, from your time in the dark.
2: And then we end with time stands, which is I want people to question their ideas and their beliefs, and um, where does their importance lie, and hopefully that lies in better understanding for each other.
3: For a moment I could wait To see it fall apart Every empty bed in every city I've been, I sit and contemplate all the moments you said. Time stands in a duo, and I stand for you. that you used to say? find a love that you can wait for or do you feast upon the weak and weary of heart well i can take the pain but i can't take all the hatred laziness of mine and simplest of thoughts are you just too old or do new care? Time stands in a duo, and they stand for you. But now you're pouring out your hate and every difference you found, and you won't even listen to reason at all. Questioning your faith, well, far be it from me. But you would speak a love word, tying one's hands. Are you just too old, or do you carry? Time stands in a duel, I stand for you. Are you just too old, do you Now lean and use your weight. That's why the shoulder's made for carry all the dead and children from you. Curses on them men and the greed that seems to plague them. I can't raise my hand, so I'm raising my voice. Are you just too I tell you. Time stands in a duel. I stand for you. Are you just too old? tell too young to carry? Time stands in a duel. I stand for you. Time stands in a duel. I stand for you. Time stands in a duel.
1: a remarkable vocal performance on that thank song. you incredible range great power as a singer and a writer so nathaniel rateliff thank you so much for being a part of e-town it's great to see you again great to see you thanks again thanks to our guests nathaniel rateliff and colin Butfield. we are going to go out this week on another one of those songs from the new orleans funk compilation this is a song by a band called the gators this was one of Willie T's early projects. Willie T is a legendary, was a legendary New Orleans musician. Uh, went on to form the Wild Magnolias. Anyway, here's one called Gator Bait. I want to thank our whole production team, including Helen Forrester, Kelly Griffin, James Scoble-Wolf, Todd Ayre, Zach Littlefield. And thanks to Jamie Mefford for the Nathaniel Mixes. I hope you'll join us next week right here in E-Town. <laughs>
0: Distribution of ETown is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. This is a production of ETown.